What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chiefing with Daily Dale. I'm your host, Dale Fowler, along with my partner, Lonnie. How you doing today, bro? Good, good. That's good, bro. So we got a couple topics to discuss today. You know, we had some NFL rule changes that happened throughout the week. We have some of our players and also Andy Reid. A little upset about that. OTA, OTAs also started on Monday as well, too. And then also, we're just going to review some of the things that's upcoming for the season. Uh, talk about Pat, Pat's comp, uh, Pat's press conference, excuse me, where, you know, he had some interesting thoughts that he wanted to share about contract extensions that's going on in the NFL right now and how it's affecting his position with the Chiefs. So we're going to dive into that as well. So let's just go ahead and start it off with the OTAs. So the Chiefs did uh, start OTAs this Monday. We saw a few familiar faces show up. Clyde Edwards, uh, Edwards Hilaire, Ceh, uh, Willie Gay, of course, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey was in attendance. We had some guys like Chris Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Jerick McKinnon, who wasn't in, in, in attendance, but you know they should be good to go. This is being voluntary. So, Lonnie, what are your thoughts on the up uh, on the OTAs that's actually started this Monday? Yeah, like you said, OTAs is voluntary, so you don't really look for like your vet, your veterans to really show up. Sometimes the OTAs, you 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 really appreciate the ones that do show up. Um, I I think it was exciting to see all the guys back in the building, especially coming off of that championship run that we just had. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I was most excited to see that wide out room, right? Because I feel like that wide out room is that room that has the most competition, and that's where we're gonna see the most growth for our team is in that wide out room. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing guys like Kadarius Tony, the little clips that we got to see of him getting a him getting see getting to see him run around was that was good and nice to see. And then to hear Coach Reed speak on Justin Justin Ross, the bigger Justin Ross. I know we have both of them. Um the one from Clemson. Just seeing how he's developing as a playmaker here and that he's coming off of uh coming off of a good surgery on that foot. Seems like he's going to be ready for the season. Mahomes is talking about him as a as a big playmaker as well. So um, just hearing how they're talking about that wide receiver room, just seeing there's going to be a lot of competition there. We still have Scott Moore. Um, we got guys like Rashe- Rasheed Rice that we just signed. I mean that we just drafted. So like the competition is going to be in uh, is going to be in that room. It's a lot of competition in the room. We should see a lot of great things coming out of that room. Um, and I just really like what I seen from the LTAs the clips that I did get to see of the playmakers uh, making I mean, plays and catches. I mean, bro, it seemed like it's going to be a fun year. I mean, you had Lewis Reddick also who said something today stating that uh, Rashid Rice is a player to look out for. This is also someone who had an interview for the Chiefs GM job. Would it been good with him as well, if, you know, but we are fine with Brett, Brett Beach, right? But, you know, he's very um, analytical about the game. He knows what he's talking about. And he's also spoken out saying that he expects big things from possibly could end up being the number one wide receiver at the end of the year. Who knows, depending on his body type, how he plays the position. But it, it's really fun. You had Kadarius Tony, like you said, came out. He's out there. It looks like he's having fun. Looks very much healthy. Um, he was the quickest guy out there that they said also as well, too. That was through some of the tweets I saw with Matt Merdane and uh, Matt Merdane, excuse me, and PJ Green um, on Twitter if you want to follow them. Keep keep updated with some Chiefs news. But um, 
is it was it was it it seems like everyone is coming together you know um with the wide outs uh how that room is set up for this year it's really open for anyone to like take over in that in that uh, in that position uh these are guys that's coming back who weren't actually considered the number one option last season so uh we knew tony would be able to uh actually meet that criteria especially with him being a former first rounder in that trade that we got with the giants so and then you still got scott moore who's moving up as well too so it's just a lot of things that's going on. You have Justin Watson that's returning as well on a two-year deal. Someone who came up big last year throughout the season, uh, showed out in the preseason, got his time in the regular season, made some big plays in the postseason, postseason as well too. So you got someone back there from last year that Patrick Mahomes is comfortable with. But, you know, it was really exciting just to see everyone out there having a good time. Clyde showed up. A lot of people were questioning if he would potentially potentially get traded this season, this offseason. So, and having, you know, them rumors about him not making it to the parade and everything like that, they actually said he looked good out there as well, too. He's healthy. He had one big play down the sideline where he caught the ball from Patrick Mahomes, ended up scoring. So, we're seeing him out there getting his reps in. Looks like he's ready to go for next season as well, too. So, it's it's, it's fun. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, but anything else you need to say? Because, really, you know how OTAs is. It's just them just getting the repetition back, you know, yeah. going through some plays, not really that much contact with one another. So uh yeah. not too much to say, but it's good to see them back out there. It shows that we're getting closer to the football season. Absolutely. And that's all I was gonna say. It's not too we can't put too much into it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. just it's no contact really, it's no no pads or anything, but it's good, like you said, good to see the boys getting back into the swing of things, especially coming off of that championship run. Just you just want to want to see them some type of hungry and to see that we have some of those vets in there, Travis and Mahomes. You got some of your biggest, some of your biggest vets in there, really showing that we're, we're hungry. We want this even more. We're ready. Mm-hmm. We're doing stuff just voluntary. This we don't have to be here, but we're making a point to to show up. So they're really setting the tone. I feel like for as far for the team and and that pace for what we want to do and what we represent here. Well, that's what you do as leaders. You have to show up, show out, and then have the players that's coming in who's new just fit in, follow in, and show what the culture is like here in Kansas City. And hopefully it can push forward and affect what they're going to do in the in the, um, in this upcoming season. And before we move on as well, DB that you talked about, Shamari Connor also recording the athletic PBU. I want to see what, what he's going to do in this preseason. It looks like he's looking good out there. Young DBs, we love them. We love them. So we'll see how it go. We'll yeah. see how it go. We need that other safety. <laughs> that safety role too is it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. I, I feel like Mike Edwards is gonna be fine. And then you, we got six as well too, Brian Cook. But just to have the bodies out there where you can be able to switch out and feel comfortable, if he's able to really play to that standard, that's gonna be perfect for us. Absolutely. So we we'll see. We'll see. All right. But now let's jump in, uh, on to our next topic. We're going to discuss Patrick Mahomes' press conference. Uh, you've seen the quote that's been going around saying how he, he said he's only worried about rings. He's not worried about a big contract. So, Lonnie, what's your thoughts about that? Because, I mean, this is the quarterback that set the market the first time. Uh, he had a t- large 10-year deal, um, had 
what was around like 470 million and it, it could reach up to 500 million um if he you know hit every benchmark that he needed so and he then he makes 45 mil annually but people got to put on top he makes seven seven mil in, annually for endorsements as well too so he's up in the 52 altogether if you put it like that so Lonnie, what's your thoughts about that and what you feel about what he said in that press run i feel like pat spoke the words of a winner um mm-hmm. especially when um there's two ways i feel like your career can go especially in professional sports there are two different type of athletes i feel like in two prof- in professional sports there's an athlete that wants to make as much money as they can as they can as far as financially gain, and then there's an athlete that wants this want to win as many championships and go down in history for winning as much as they can. Um, mm-hmm. We all, as 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 athletes, I know they try and find that perfect balance, but it's really an either or in a salary cap type league basketball, whether it be basketball or football, um, anything for that matter. So uh, I feel Pat spoke the words of a winner. He understands. Um, he understands the game. Um, and he understands that he needs people around him to be uh-huh. successful. In order to be successful, to have people around you, that means you have to sacrifice. Right. Um, so he's he's willing to sacrifice to pay. He's willing to sacrifice his pay for winning, obviously. Um, and this is also a kid that grew up in a baseball locker room, right? So uh-huh. I feel like baseball is one of the biggest team-oriented sports. So he understands what it is to have your teammates and what it is to mean to have guys around you that make you successful. So – and. And, and, and it takes some sacrifice. It takes a lot of sacrifice um, to keep those certain guys around you. I feel like you need a pitcher. You need all of those ba- – all those – the first baseman, third baseman, shortstop, outfielders. You need all of that to make a team run, and everybody has a job. So I feel like being in that baseball locker room and growing up like that, like he understands. And I feel like he even said that in his press conference that he grew up in the locker room. So he understands that without the guys around you, you're not going to be successful. Um, so you and, you need to give that space for for the franchise to be able to to still be able to make moves, but but still be able to like he said keep other quarterbacks in consideration because not only is he setting the market for himself, he's setting the market for future quarterbacks to come. So mm-hmm. um, keeping that perfect balance. But I, like I said, I really feel like he he spoke the words of a winner, um, and he's 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 in the stage of his career now. He he wants to win, and he's always been wanting to win. And he showed us he's gonna win. So like. He he he's definitely gonna make those sacrifices, and I feel like him being a part of that organization, seeing that as a young kid in the baseball organization, just carried over to him being older, and and that's what we got now. And I feel like that's why he's the perfect maturation for the Chiefs in the league. Like he he he's the example of what you really want a player to be. Um, and you know, I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna actually put in quotes what he said because you said he he spoke words of a winner. This is someone who's been around that one, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. We said this a lot. We're going to keep on bragging about Patrick Mahomes. I don't care. But this is his exact words, quote, unquote. It's more of a you just want to do whatever with it, uh, to not hurt other quarterbacks whenever that contracts come up. You want to kind of at the same – let me make sure i put it right here. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> a, little, a little messed up, a little messed up. Okay, so this is exactly what he said. I'm on the right part. So he said, it's more of a, you just want to do whatever with it. It's not to hurt other quarterbacks whenever their contracts come up. You want to kind of keep their bar pushing. It's not about being the highest paid guy. It's not about making a ton of money. I made a, I made enough money where I'd be set for the rest of my life. So 
instead of being greedy, he knows that he has endorsements that's going on that's keeping him and bringing the money in. He has an annual $45 million that's coming per year from the Kansas City Chiefs. He also has um, investments into the Royals, into that soccer team that his wife owns as well, too, that he brought in Kansas City. So he understands that he, he's making money everywhere, and he's, he's building generational wealth. So he's not going to try to keep the team from – putting them in a bind to where, oh, this guy's making this much from their team. I need you to exceed that. He understands at the same time with him winning Super Bowls, him going to the playoffs, him winning championships, he's always going to get a bonus of more money just because of the things that he's doing beyond the regular season. So with his face being all around in those big moments, it's generating money as well too. State Farm commercials. Subway commercials. He got everything that's going on. Local commercials in Kansas City. He's set. His future is bright. That's why he's here until 2032, where he still might still be playing more years than that and retire as a, as a Kansas City Chief. So he also had another quote as well that said, at the same time, you got to find that line where you're making a good amount of money, but you're still keeping a lot of great players around so you can win these Super Bowls and you're able to compete in those games. Just said that in his last statement. It's, it's important to win in an offseason. Someone probably go somewhere else and try to and get big money somewhere else, but he's not putting the team in a bond to where if they need to, they can convert this money to a signing bonus or a roster bonus to where it clears up cap space. He's able to market and have guys and promote guys to hey come over to kansas city come play with me come win a championship in that in that contract year that you needed to where you can show out get those numbers and then we can get you somewhere else if need be so i think he put the team in a position to where they'll be successful and they're going to be good going forward in the future but you know we had a lot of talk from guys who i feel need to mind their business in the media because it seems like they're trying to shake things up. I'm I'm really frustrated about it. Y'all just said, how was this contract going to be feasible and how were they going to be able to hold this up and be able to sign guys to win Super Bowls in the future with him signing that big deal? Okay, now we do it. We You mad that we spread it out throughout all those years, being smart, thinking in the future, but now you've seen these guys who's taking us five, four-year deals where they're getting almost – 200 million guaranteed and they're killing the cap already and then now we're trying to now you're trying to say the chiefs is cheating patrick mahomes no the chiefs is not cheating patrick mahomes we know when we drafted him we finally found a quarterback that we want until he retired with the 17 plus seasons if he can and then we're going to be fine we already put that together in the future he already had a four to five year deal rookie deal and we gave him an extension of 10 years so we promised him that we want him for 15 plus all right, is it a problem if we're doing that? Or are, you, feel- or, or are you just trying to make us not be able to be – because it seemed like the whole – y'all, what you're mad at, that Kansas City is now the big market team now? Well, and I feel like they did it. They they were not mad. They I think they feel like they were upset because it was rare and, and it was wrong. Di- and, and it was wrong. And it was different, right? You don't yeah. see 10-year contracts in football because usually – Honestly, your your career is not slated to last that long in football. People usually, you barely people. You're lucky if you last two or three years in the league, just the way it goes. Like, but it it is it, it was different. And like I said, we got to remember where this kid comes from. He's a, ba- a baseball kid. He was raised in a locker room, so he 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 has the 
best I, I best I put bet my bottom dollar. He has the best financial advice around him, so mm-hmm. he understands the what he needs to be successful. He's not going to shortchange himself, um, especially dealing with someone. Of course, he's dealing with whoever his daddy dealt with. Of course, when he was doing making his deals, so he's very well educated, very well versed. You got to know when it comes to this type of stuff, and the league didn't like that because it was different, and you don't they don't want the hometown discount. Um, because they feel like that's cheating other quarterbacks down the line, which I can understand and see it. But um, when you're great, when you when you, when you're when you're great, you got to understand that you have you have greatness in front of you, and I need great people around me to continue to be successful. I'm nothing without the people around me. Deion Sanders has a famous quote of saying that on that match. So you need the people around you. You're right, but they they still wrong. It ain't cheating the other quarterbacks like. I'm sorry that they put a deal out there that was feasible for both sides. They promised him, you know, that they would take care of him going forward. You know that they had those talks inside of the room. That's what happened. I'm already knowing that's what happened. It's just don't be mad now that what you predicted is far off. You said that this couldn't happen. You thought it would still stay this way. This is what happened when you have a franchise quarterback. Honestly, this is what Tom Brady did the years he Absolutely. Was I was going to say that. Gave a hometown discount every single year he was in New England. In, in, you know, in he had like those, what, six years deals and everything like that, five-year deals, but he kept on getting extensions when the time were coming. What the Kansas City Chiefs did was just like, okay, you're already in your um, – in your rookie contract where you had a five-year deal. You sat on the bench for first year. The second year you started, you went to the AC championship game. The next year you went to the Super Bowl and won it. Okay, let's go ahead and get a bit of station because he had two years left on that rookie contract. And then now you give him a 10-year deal where he's here for another 12 years. His rookie contract just came up like what? If not the year before this year where he started his uh, his extension uh, contract. So, I mean, what they did is they just know that this is our guy for the future. He he already proved that he deserved it off of the Susu Bowls that he's won. So if Rodgers was able to stay in Green Bay for all that period of time, over 10-plus years, why would you not do that for someone already who has two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs? You know he's going to go back there again. All you got to do is just build around him. But I'm going to leave it at that. We, didn't, we definitely went over on this part, but it had to be talked about. It, it needed to be said. So no pun intended either. But uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Um, We'll talk to you soon with the second half of our show. What up, KC? On the heels of yet another Kansas City Super Bowl victory, we have an awesome opportunity for you to broadcast your business to the local Kansas City market. We've created something called Kansas City Sports Company, which is a sports media hub for multiple live shows, all of which cover all the local Kansas City teams. Now we have 30 second ad spots, 60 second ad spots. We have event sponsorships, studio sponsorships, show sponsorships, and much, much more. This is a great opportunity for you to start early with us and broadcast your business to a very dedicated, very enthusiastic Kansas City audience. Contact me or hit the contact us link on our website to learn more about this opportunity. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the episode. Now, jumping into our next topic, we're going to be discussing the NFL rule changes that the NFL just approved this 
uh, past couple of days. So the first rule, um, teams are now allowed to carry a third quarterback. The quarterback cannot play at all until one uh, both quarterbacks are injured on the team, and then there'll be the reserve that can come in and finish off the game if need 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 be. So, and then also. This is what frustrated a lot of people, including myself, Andy Reid, Tommy Townsend, and then also Travis Kelsey as well, too. Um, So now during kickoffs, if a team fair catches like on the 10 yard line of their of their of their position of the field or if it's a touchback, it automatically goes to the 25 yard line now. I understand that people think it's like, oh, is it was it not like that already? The difference is instead of them fair cashing it in the end zone where where it automatically goes to the twenty five yard line, say if the kicker positioned it to a way where he kicked it to like the fifteen and it stayed in bounds, if they fair catch the ball and catch it, it automatically goes to the twenty five, opposed to if they were to fair catch it and then they were on the um. How can I say it? Uh, if they fair catch it and they were like in the back of the end zone, you know, it go up to the twenty five. But if it was on the fifteen and they caught it there, they would be there. They automatically shift twenty. They automatically go up to the twenty five. So, Lonnie, what are your thoughts about that? Because this is really for player protection. So, do you feel like the players is better protected because of that? Do you think it will limit anything going forward this season, this next upcoming season? What are your thoughts? Um, so I understand um, the criticism and where everybody is coming from. Um, and I understand what the NFL is doing. It's, it's a hard to find a healthy medium in between safe and non-safe when we talk about a gladiator sport um, where you run your face into each other. So. Yeah. It's it's hard to find that healthy in between. What they're trying to do is turn it. They're 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 turning. They're they're trying to make kickoff safer. But in 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 retrospect, what they're doing is making making the kickoff incentivizing it for them not to return it. So they're making mm-hmm. it more incentive to not return it and get touchbacks. So less returns, more touchbacks is what they want to see, which they think will cut down on injury rates. Um, so, like I said, I definitely understand you want to make this, the game safer, but at the same time, we want to kind of keep that healthy in between to where we're still able to see the game that we we, get, we came to love, which is that one where, unfortunately, people are getting knocked out and you got big hits, like big hitters like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, those guys that were just known for, for laying guys out. So, um, uh, so we still want to keep that healthy medium, but still make it safe. It's a gladiator sport. They wasn't they wasn't on kick return, but it's it's just as far as as far as the hits. That's what they're trying to limit the hits, you know, the And that's what I'm getting tired of. And and all that other stuff. But, but that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. You gotta understand it. You gotta understand, especially when it comes to player safety and then lawsuits. As far as a multi billion dollar business, when you're a multi billion dollar business, you want to protect yourself before stuff comes down the pike. And this is something that the NFL's been battling for with a long time, ever since the concussion movie came out. Um, they, they've been battling like the injury lawsuits and stuff from all the old players. So I feel like it's it's really more of a business tactic for Roger and the guys, but it's also to keep the game safer um, and, and make it make it better for for our kids to play, man. Like 
for real, because that's that's what we really want it to be, right? We we want you to still be able to get that physicality from the sport that you're supposed to get, but you still you still want to have some safety, and it's hard to find the healthy in between with a gladiator sport like football. Um, you want to give the political answer. You want to be give the political answer. Now, no, you didn't have to because that is flat out <laughs> bull. I'm not, but like I understand where you're coming from. Like on a serious note, like when it comes to the protection of players, you didn't have guys like Junior Seau. Um, you got guys who are currently going on right now where people think he's going through some uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, you didn't have all these effects as well, too, what Chris Henry as well, uh, who killed himself in the uh, in the uh, in a hotel room, Vincent Jackson as well, too. These guys, I, I understand where, where you guys are coming from to the point to where you want to limit that because we want them to have healthy lives outside of football when they do retire and be able to enjoy it with their family. Um, it's just on this particular matter. Um, you know, ma- uh, manner matter. Excuse me. I the game is going to be violent. Period. Though you know, like defensively, like you stop with the big hits across the middle on the wide receivers, right? But then it kind of shifted to the quarterbacks as well too, because they don't know how to control their heads when it hits the ground, and then you're still having those type of issues as well too. Contact still coming across the middle because it's accidental. Juju Smith had a couple concussions this year as well too. Uh, bearing that he was still he was still able to meet his game incentives to where he was out there to play, but at the same time I do agree with Andy Reid to where it seems like it seems like it's becoming flag football. You know, you're taking away some guys' positions that's going to be that that's important in the NFL. That's how they make the rosters. So if it comes to the point to where you don't do kickoff anymore, I mean you got to think about the kickers because more teams are starting to do two-point conversions as well too uh so it's limiting them when they're kicking field goals and just really need it at the end of the game if it's to push them ahead which i definitely understand they'll still be fine but what about those guns that's like the um the gunners that's coming out there uh on the kickoff return on the kickoff who's a part of the kickoff team to where they're making big kicks they're making clutch plays to where if that guy decides to come out the end zone they're the ones who stop them at the 10 or 15 yard line to where instead of them being at the 25 where it's originally at they're able to have that 10 15 yard difference to make a play and honestly those GMs and coaches, they go out and sign those type of players as well, too. It's not going to be fun for them anymore because even though that their um, their position is still considered like either a defensive back, linebacker, uh, lineman, what, whatever it is, at the same time, they're further on the depth chart on that. So where their first stream on this depth chart to where they get clocking the game, they're out there, they're still able to participate. You've taken that away from them as well, too. So, I mean, it's just, it's a one-year trial. We'll see how it goes. Um, but at first, I was scared because I thought it was going to affect the punts. I was like, so you're telling me if a punter kicks it back to the five and he catches it just to go to the 25, that's unfair. Okay, it's just kickoff. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I was gonna be upset about that. They couldn't do that. That was like I mean, I'm okay with the kickoff because it's like, I mean, usually nowadays the kickers are getting into the back of the end zone anyway. So regardless of it being a touchback or a fair catch, it's going to spin the 25. It's just what happened that one play that one play 
it makes sense. I can get it. I can get it. It, it kind of makes sense to an extent because you got those guys who try to squib kick or they kick it to where you're they're not kicking into the end zone because they're they're gunners. They're they're getting back there very quickly to where they're not getting to the 25 and getting that advantage, right? To okay, I'm a fair catch it, catching on the 15, 20, I'm gonna still get the extra five yards, regardless, to get to the 25. So I think that it takes away from that part of the game and that strategic uh the strategic side of that for the special teams because to us i mean it sounds dumb it's like what is it taking away from the game but then again also we're thinking about it from that right but these other these guys who's on those units and our starters on those units it's like they're kind of taking away the fun out of the game for us see you have nick bowden willie gay chris jones and them who's going to go out there on defense and be able to hit someone you know, you got that easy out there for them already. They're still be able to have physical contact. But for those who's able to come out here, and sometimes that makes them be able to up on the depth charts of the defense as well, too. They got a big hit. Oh, he's a sticker. We might need him out there more often. He might come out for a couple of plays where he can show something. It's just taking that ability to, do, to be able to show, like, your skill set and make the game softer. I just think – I understand – I don't, I'm fine with the one-year trial because you got to see what you can do to make – we can't complain about making the game safer and they and they going out there not being able to try to make the game safer. We can't yeah. We can't complain about that. We can't have our cake and ice cream eat it too, bro. We got to – we got to – this is a business. They're making money off of it. We're just the fans who's enjoying it. Everything is fine, right, in the NFL until someone finds a loophole in it. Somebody will find exactly. a loophole in this rule and find a way to make it finagle it some type of way. Or something, and, and they'll be like, okay, this is over. So it might just be like the pass interference thing. This shot too pass. So you never know. Like it, some things are here today and gone tomorrow with the NFL. We'll just see how it goes. Um, but it, eventually, you, you will probably see this just cut down because you, you you lose game game changing plays right on kickoff. Like we had one from Miko Hardman in the game one time, a kickoff return that sparked a comeback against the Chargers. No, so no, like you, I got a bit. I got better on that. Dan Dan Sorensen's when we were when we was down in the Houston game in the AFC in the AFC uh divisional game when we was down twenty four, yeah. and we got that touchdown. We got I think we got two. He was able to get that hit, stick him, went to the uh uh who Darwin Darwin Thompson picked it up the fumble, almost scored. That set up a touchdown, another touchdown for Pat. Then we was down twenty one twenty four twenty one, and you just saw the pickup from that. Like those plays matter. Like you, know, they you do. got guys like they Dave Coom who are trying to keep their job, you who are considered a, one of the, one of the best special team coaches. Like it's a it's important. Like we're here to watch defense and offense, but that part of the game, that's that extra spectacle to, to where it's like, ah uh, man, like you're worried about what the defense or offense gonna do. Our next thing you know, special teams end up breaking the touchdown or they getting a fumble in a uh, in a recovery that shifted the game. I mean, it's just stuff like that. And yeah, and the NFL is saying that's all cool, deal, but. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey put butts in our seats. I don't not, care. Not Tommy Townsend and Harrison Butts. I, I want to see. Not, not Tommy Townsend and Harrison Butts. I want to see Chris Lammis coming down and smacking and they Nicole no. Hartman in that game. No. <laughs> <laughs> they said no. It's not. They said we. They said they said people getting hurt on it, and then second of all, no one wants to see anyone get hurt on it. Like no, we rather see. Chris try and make the roster. 
you know, I, I should have been around in the 90s <laughs> and 80s. It's not fun no more. No, I'm just playing. I love the NFL. Y'all still going to have me as a viewer. I'm just talking. But we are, as fans, a lot of us are frustrated about that. We're going to, we're probably going to talk about this a little bit more throughout the season as well, too, because you, like you said, it might be an instance to where some, it's a game changing play. And we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a leading topic. All right, now moving on to our next topic, uh, we're going to be discussing Donovan Smith. So he has been talking to the media out in Kansas City this week uh, at the OTAs, and he's decided to be a part of the team. Um, coming from a championship team already, the one that beat us in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 55, um, he's looking for a fresh start, dealing with some injuries last season, wasn't his best season at all. Uh, Lonnie, what are your thoughts about that? What what do you feel about what Donovan Smith said about his arrival coming to Kansas City? And what are your thoughts about this upcoming season with the new starting left tackle? Yeah, so as far as Donovan Smith goes, um, I like I said, we, I, we, I do remember um, seeing Donovan Smith last year down when we went to Tampa. If y'all don't, if you guys don't recall, we ended up beating them in prime time on Sunday night football. Um, Donovan was at the, he was at the bottom of the league at the time. Um, he was battling some injuries. Um, this is a man that won, that, like you said, it is won a Super Bowl ring. He's protected one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, the resume speaks for itself. Um, he's able to bang one of the best of them. He is upwards. He's up, up there in age at 29. Um, being that's why you see the Chiefs give him the one year deal. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I feel like he, Donovan has the potential if he can stay healthy to be a good, to have one of his best seasons in KC. Um, that, but that's only if he can stay healthy and figure out a way um, to beat those injuries. But it's, especially with him being that vet in the room there, um, we, we, need, we need losing OB, we, we need some veteran leadership there. Um, and I see he could definitely provide that. But yeah, Donovan wasn't, he didn't have the best year at all last year, just, just due to injuries. Hopefully, he's, he can stay healthy and be that top end left tackle that we know he can be. Um, that we've seen actually ourselves in the Super Bowl, um, where, where they just were stupendous. So, um, hopefully, we can get Donovan back to that game. Really, I'm more excited than what a lot of people think, just because I understand you. You signed Juan Taylor to that 20 mil a year deal, essentially four years for $80 million. And it's pretty straightforward like that. However, like you said, you bring in a good point with his age to bring him in one year at at that amount that we're looking for. And we can be able to get the best out of the best out of him with the offensive line that we already have. That's going to be a win for the Kansas city chiefs. And then eventually you can work your way of trying to move Taylor over to the left tackle as time goes by, because to me, what it feels like, they feel like something can happen at any time to where they're going to have to move it over there. And then LaJuan is going to show you why we were able to pay him that money and still got to have a good contract for a left tackle at that price like that. But it's a low-risk, high-reward situation for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, if you can get him back to the level he was playing at when they went to the Super Bowl and beat us 31-9, and he had one of his best seasons then, just playing uh, behind, well, with Tom Brady, one of the most elite quarterbacks in NFL history, You, they're expecting the same out of him here in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes because – 
Patrick Mahomes it will put him in situations to where he's mobile. He's not going to look as bad, and then he might actually help his win rate more just because of his elusiveness in the pocket and him being able to extend plays. You saw Tom Brady, who was in the down part of his years where he was injured, not as mobile. Not injured, but he wasn't as mobile. Age was starting to catch up with him, and you see that he wasn't his best this season. So playing with a quarterback like Mahomes, what people forget that he made – Orlando Brown Jr. better as well, too, because he was also having those uh, problems with those speedy power rushers and bendy guys that, you know, can really take advantage of the size and how his body was built. I mean, I I don't see too much of a difference of just picking up Donovan Smith. Not not, not saying that OBJ is bet, is not better than him at all, and he has a great upside just because of his age and he's young. I think he's going to see where Donovan Smith is at. But at the same time, when you play with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, like I said, it's just mobility in the pocket. You're He's not even going to be in the same position all the time anyway to where they're going to be able to hit him, right? So really – and I had a great debate about this as well, too. People always talk about how great the left side is, but really those right tackles be the one who, uh, who face up against those elite pass rushers. I'm talking about Joey Bosa's, Nick Bosa's, uh, like Max Crosby as well. Who else? Um Von Miller, they those guys be on the right tackle. The reason why the left tackle position is important is because it's the blind side. However, usually from what I've seen, it was the weaker side defensive end who plays that side. So, I mean, it just all depends. I mean, it's some elite guys who play on that side as well too. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that really – both tackle positions is just as important as what you think. Now, Patrick Mahomes will be able to see down the line and see where that guy is coming from, but with the elite level, if he's able to beat the the right tackle off the line of scrimmage, which Taylor is very athletic and it's going to be hard to do, then you can collapse the pocket to where that quarterback doesn't have anywhere to go and he's either forced to take the hit or just get to the ground because the, the athletic ability to be able to close that gap when you get – when you get back there and beat that right tackle. So, I mean, at the same time, if Donovan Smith can just come in and play his part, stay healthy throughout this whole season, I can see the Chiefs being able to still go far, far in the playoffs because what happened to us in that AFC Championship game against the Bengals is our offensive line was depleted. And just having two suitable, five suitable guys on that offensive line for Patrick Mahomes is a win-win all the time. So, all he has to do is stay healthy. I think if he follow the scheme of what's going on, and just never give up on a play, he's going to be perfectly fine in this system. He's going to be perfectly fine. So we'll see how it goes. It's just a one-year deal. Like I said, low risk, high reward. And we'll see where it goes from there. Yes, wish Donovan the, the best best with his health. And like you said, as long as Donovan can stay healthy, it's no doubt in my mind that he could be one of those, the bookend, one of the best tight end, best tackles in the league for sure. Yeah. No yeah, doubt. Sure and protect Mahomes to the best of his ability, but he has to stay healthy. You have to stay healthy. Has to. He has to. But we'll see how it goes. Hopefully he can hang in there. But, hey, we'll see. Preseason coming up very soon. 
the the preseason schedule is already set. So we'll see how it goes. I feel like he'll be able to make the roster. All he has to do is do his job. If he does his job, if he can prevent guys from getting back there, his feet is good, moving his feet, just staying in front of those uh, defensive ends, he'll be, he'll be fine in our system. Just don't get pushed back as much. Don't make it to where the pocket is getting collapsed quickly, getting bullied. I think he can avoid that. He's a bigger body guy. He's tall. He's big. We see how it goes. So I do have hope in him. I know last season wasn't the best, but, you know, at the same time, sometimes when you go into a different environment, it can change a lot of things. And elements of part of your game can get a lot better as well, too. So we're wishing the best for it. I, I'm very excited. I think it was a win. That was a pickup that were definitely, if anything, provided more depth as well, too, and just really filling on the holes that we have lost. That we lose one. We bring in one. So I I can't get mad about that at all. But that's all we have for this episode of Chiefing with Daily Dale. Once again, don't forget, follow us on our social media platforms, KC Sports Company on Twitter, Facebook, and then also Instagram. And then for my own personal pages, make sure to check me out on Twitter at Dale E. Fowler, Instagram, Daily underscore Dale 39, and also Facebook, Dale Fowler Jr. Lonnie, what's your uh, – What's your handles, my my guy? Uh, yeah, my so guy. Tw- Twitter underscore underscore L O N N O. Um, Instagram just underscore L O N N O underscore. Um, no double N on Instagram, so L O N O. Um, but yes, those are my two handles. Like Dale said, I'm still coming around in the Stone Age, y'all. Little by little, little by little, it's we coming. get it all together. It's coming. He posting. Stacking, it stacking, 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 stacking. We got him doing that. <laughs> but that's all we have for this week's ep- well, this episode of Chipping with Daily Deal. We'll talk to you at the next one. See you soon.